You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we are interviewing a grow that has been around since the beginning of the cannabis game in Oklahoma. They have quality, they have consistency, and they have clean medicine really figured out. We have been big fans of what they do and watching them unfold as a company from a grow to a dispensary. Their dispensary follows suit to who they are and what they believe with all the education to back it. And you guys know we love education. Well, we are so thrilled to have these guys on. So please welcome the Resident and Mosaic team to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Before we get started, just so our listeners can identify name and voices, will you guys just like go around and say your name and what you do, like what your position is? I'm Reed. I'm the facilitator. I kind of keep the, the, the wheels on the track. Um, that's my job. <laughs> I'm Joe. I handle all the accounting, finance, boring things behind the scenes and also help keep Reed on the track. <laughs> and my name is Chauncey and I get to I get to grow all of the good cannabis uh, back at resident with my brother Thomas, who unfortunately couldn't be here today. So on um, his behalf. Yeah, on his behalf. On his behalf. Well, we are so hyped to have you guys here. Um, so let's start with you, Reed. Tell us where your cannabis journey began, when the first time you consumed was, all that good stuff. Um, probably like a lot of Okies, maybe on like a lake road out <laughs> in rural Oklahoma yeah. <clears throat> with, I think, Thomas, <laughs> who <laughs> I've known my entire life since birth. And uh, he and I have been, been good friends for, for a long, long time. And I think that I was hanging out with the older crowd, uh-huh. probably doing things I shouldn't have. <laughs> and uh, just... Lake Road, like smoking. Yeah, that's small town, small, small town. town. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's like what it probably was. summer night. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, summer nice. night's just sitting around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How was it? it? Was a good time? No, I mean, thinking back, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Brick product. Yeah. Well, especially compared that, to what you guys grow now. Oh, yeah, it's totally it wasn't different. That juice yeah, it's a it. different time. But it did a little head change, a little yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Joe? Yeah, so kind of similar story to read, uh, you know, high school years, probably I think back patio of one of my buddy's house. Uh, yeah. You know, and then from there, it was just kind of one of those things that I, you know, it's just kind of part of the daily life, you know, yeah. just connected with it. And, uh, you know, then obviously once the laws changed here, it just kind of created an opportunity, like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Huge opportunity. Have a business. Yeah, that's yeah. Thing that we love and we're so passionate about. Right. Oh, yeah. What about yeah. you, Chanti? So, yeah, I was like 13 years old, <laughs> and we were over at this this old guy's house. He was like 25, I think it was. I mean, we shouldn't even have been there, and they pulled out this joint. And, I mean, I had you have to smoke it. You, know? yeah. you can't. And there was a whole bunch of us there, a bunch of high school kids. But, oh, my God, I remember just getting space cadet high and, <laughs> like, uncomfortable <laughs> yes, high. Yes, you know, just, yes. like, sitting there sinking into the couch. Yes, you know, just, yes. uh, Keeping to... your body, are your eyes moving? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's almost shameful feeling, you know, yeah. just wanting to crawl under the un, under the house. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time. It was definitely uh, – I'll never forget that experience, but good times. 
That that's cool. That's I love I love to hear everyone's stories are so different. And it's usually around 13 yeah. to 17, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Curious. Yeah, and age. everyone's so it's such a curious age. It's interesting. I wonder what the age is like these days for children. I mean, probably very young. Yeah. God, I hope it didn't get younger than 13. I, I know, imagine. really. I feel like that's just yeah. not even old enough to really know what's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at what point in time did you guys feel like cannabis became a medicine for you? And it, you know, wasn't just like smoking pot. Like, is there a time in your life yeah, where you're like, I mean, this I can is medicine? Dig into this pretty heavy. Um, you know, opiates in Oklahoma have trashed a lot of people's lives. Yes. Like, impacted people terrible way um i do think that cannabis is a much better alternative than opiates so i have firsthand knowledge you know and experience with that and like people around me do as well of using cannabis to either wean off or yeah. take less opiates and so you know for me that was kind of my journey um probably wasn't a real easy one right um but here we are today, and I think that that's why we take resonant and mosaic so seriously from a medicinal standpoint. Is like there are a lot of people out there struggling, like trying to make it through, and especially yes. with the pandemic, that you need to be able to like rely on the product that you're purchasing. And so, from a medicinal standpoint, like whether it's you know insomnia or you know any other ailment, trying to get off opiates, yeah, you know being able to have a reliable source of product to like be able to try to, you know. Yeah, because you're coming from one thing like pharma that you've been relying on to something else that like you have, you don't really know everything about, but you're trying to rely on this, but there's a lot of things you need to know in order to be able to rely on it. Trust is a huge issue. You got to trust who you're buying stuff from. Yeah. Well, you know, I always think cannabis is such a versatile plant in what it does for people. And, you know, the, I mean, the possibilities just seem endless with how, where the direction with the, where just the plant itself, the growers out there that are, you know, continuing to innovate. But then we continue to find more ways that it helps people. Yeah. I mean, early on in yeah. my life, I saw, you know, people who were battling cancer and, mm-hmm. and, you know, going through really tough times. And it was, they would, you know, buy black market yeah. cannabis yeah. to, you know, because that's what they had yeah. for, to get through three chemo. I mean, I know that, you know, Reed's seen that too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, it's, you know, with where the industry is going and, and this, you know, breaking the stigma, legitimacy of it, you know, that's the industry's job to do that. It that's is. our job mm-hmm. in this room and everybody else is in the industry yeah. to prove to people that mm-hmm. um, cannabis is a medicine right. and it's under-researched, it's understudied. There's so much more to it, um, but it's fun to see an industry that can, you know, take it upon itself to discover it Yeah, and yeah. where we're not just relying on somebody else to tell us what it is. You know? Right. Yeah. I feel like yeah, Oklahoma yes. did really good about that. Yeah, like, they did. Absolutely. They knocked it yeah, out of the park. They really did. Like, there, of course, there's a good with the bad everywhere. Like, there's some bad here, and it's mm-hmm. pretty prevalent. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a little loud sometimes. But the good overshadows the bad 100%. Because, absolutely. I mean, lately, Brandon and I will be talking to people in, like outside of the cannabis industry, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, we're from Oklahoma. And they'll be like, oh, Oklahoma, you guys are doing really big things in cannabis. And we're like, oh, yeah, we sure are. Like, like, yeah, we are. It's cool we're that people just, like, relate to Oklahoma with cannabis now. And it's in a positive way. It's not like, oh, Oklahoma is legalized. It's yeah. like, oh, Take shit, Oklahoma is yes. legalized. Like, let's move there. Yes. And it's really cool to see that, like, our state's bringing in so much beauty yes. with that. And Absolutely. Once again, we were underestimated. A hundred percent we are. Else thought 100%. It would be, you know, just a bunch of 
Okies. Yep. Didn't know mm-hmm. what they were doing. Country dumb farm yep. boys. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah. we did have a lot of people come out of the woodworks of Oklahoma to vote <laughs> yeah. for the sure, state question, sure. which is so fucking cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes, because really. people understand it and everything. And it, yeah. you know, we're we're a in my opinion, all the legislatures of the rest of the United States need to be looking at our bill and taking note of what we did here and how we rolled this thing out because it it lets everybody get their uh, skin in the game if they want to. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cut anybody out. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's as close to a free market as you can get in the United States, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's it's it's important. And like I said, with all things, the influx is not necessarily great because with patience, it becomes difficult in finding your product and knowing mm-hmm. what's right. But mm-hmm. it does give the small guy who did put his savings in and really wanted yes. to do this for $2,500. You can fucking go get it, too. I think like, I can do this. You can do I'm, what you I'm need to do. It. And yeah. I think that's cool because you go to states like Arkansas where I've had – People, I remember when I worked at the dispensary, this guy came and told me his uh, son had a dispensary, one of like less than seven, maybe less than 10. And he was like, yeah, it was really hard. We had to prove we had half a million dollars in our bank account before we could even do anything. Like you had to prove that you had that. I'm like, you have to prove that's wild. Yeah. And that's just so wild. Which is not for everybody. Some people have their small batch crafts that is. And they're good at it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it kind of like sets you up for failure to be like, yeah. well, how am I supposed to, yeah. you know. Which it, I feel, it keeps you in the black market is what yeah. it does. Yeah. Well, and, and I also feel market. like it helped like corporate cannabis is not welcome in Oklahoma. In like not in a disrespectful way. And like obviously some corporate cannabis has made it here and they're doing really good for our community. But like a lot of corporate cannabis Oklahoma rides for local people, yes. local growers. They want to know where their shit comes from. They yep. want to know the people. Like, yep. And I think that's really cool that Oklahoma does that. Like, I've noticed quite often, and we have people say it all the time when we post about, like, you know, some, like, cartridges or something from out of state. They're like, no. Like, we only ride for the people in our state. And I, I ride for that because that's fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah. you know, I think Oklahoma gets underestimated. I mean, we're hard workers. We take care of our neighbors. We're an agricultural state. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's to me, it's no shock that there are some groups out there doing doing big things. And the other thing about like competition and free market, <clears throat> it you know, it drives people to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. not going to survive if like a monopoly where you yeah. got seven people or how many ever it is in mm-hmm. Arkansas, you know, like if you've got 8,200 growers, you better be doing it right. Yeah. You will be doing it right. Out. It fine tunes it. it really? It really does. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause it's like, what are, okay. These people came out with, with this and like, everyone's raving about it. Fuck. Like, what do we need to go back mm-hmm. and do that? Like, why are they doing that to that? And like, not to ours. Like yeah. what's the, what are we doing wrong? So I think that's cool. It kind of challenges you in a way. Where it doesn't let you get stagnant, you know? Absolutely. I think that's important. That's, that's what it's all about. And the people about. who yeah. don't belong, they normally see themselves out. Like, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. they just... You're starting to see that. Yeah, yes, I you mean, are. And since it's been legal here for a few years now, mm-hmm. we've got to sit back and watch that. But it's just like, you might come into the market, but you might end up seeing yourself out of it. And you'll... I mean, because you realize what the market is and what yeah. the people in the community want. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just... How you, you learn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Shout out to Oklahoma. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Saab, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So to flip the script a little bit, um, how is it with your family dynamic in regards to you guys have kids and, you know, families? What's that like? Because Brian and I always like to know what it's like, you know, like raising your kids with cannabis and are you guys open and, you know, just what's it like in your household? Are you guys pretty open about it? Uh, my, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me, let me think about this real quick. Um, I have two kids. They're eight and six, boy and a girl. You know, and and family to me is the number one priority in my life. My children and my wife Mm -hmm. are the number one priority. And, you know, for us, it's a balancing act Mm -hmm. of, you know, the commitments of this, you know, you know, what I've learned quickly with cannabis and and I was a little naive about it is this is a 24 seven business. Yeah. You know, and thankfully with at the facility, you know, Chauncey and, Tom, and Tommy do just a phenomenal job where, you know, that's not a worry, but yeah. it's just things come up, you know, you just right. never know weekends. And so, um, it's like any job, it's a balancing act, you know, with my kids that are a little young about, you know, exploring cannabis, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are aware of, you know, that we have a farm yeah. and it's medicine yeah, and that's kind of what they need to know yeah. right yeah. now, um, because I just think that I want to let them, you know, life will kind of yes, do its get thing. them there. Yeah. Right. Um, when the day comes that it's time to talk about it, you know, I don't know if I'm going to smoke cannabis with them mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. I've kind of thought about it. I've also kind of thought, I'd be like, well, you know, it's like when you're, parents give you a beer or something when you're 15 and it makes you sick on purpose. But I also don't want it Twisted. to be a negative <laughs> yeah, absolutely. because yeah. I think it is a positive thing. Yeah. Right. I also think for children who are developing, they need to be mindful of what they're consuming because mm-hmm. their brains are still forming and there's, and we don't know mm-hmm. a lot about what cannabis does to kids that are young. Yeah. I was 17 when I first tried it. I'm, so I think all of us were around <laughs> that and it looks like we all turned out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, right. right. Um, a one. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but it was a you know big deal like starting it with you know my wife because you know there was a lot of uncertainties around you know she had a lot of questions. We were really mm-hmm. open about me getting into the business. You know, I had to have a whole other career you know outside of this that I've worked hard to build and you know. But she supported it because she knows I'm passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and funny story, she also was neighbors with Reed and still met her many years ago. We didn't know that <laughs> until cool. that's crazy. I started dating. And then yeah. I was like, wait, where'd you live in Stillwater? That's crazy. And I was like, did you know the guy up there? She's like, oh, yeah, he was nice. It's like, okay. Yeah. But, but, so, but <laughs> yeah. Guy with the binoculars. Yeah, that, yeah he, that was, guy, he was yeah. okay. Uh-huh. He was nice. <laughs> no, she, she'd always say he turned down his music if she asked him to for if she was studying. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. That's, it, that's important. So, so shout yeah. out to Reed for so doing that. That also helped, too, because there was a trust factor with him mm. and her already. And mm. she knew who I was going into this with and then got to meet Chauncey and Tommy. And I didn't really yeah. know them that well. Um you know, I met Chauncey once before mm-hmm. we started this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with kids. I vouch for him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, You're a real one. 
Yeah, but I also think that, you know, I look at this for my children and go, this is an industry that's growing and maybe yeah. they'll, it'll lead to an opportunity for them to have a for career sure. yeah. someday, you know, yeah, we're yeah. all blazing a trail here and so we'll see where it goes. Generational so. income is what we're trying to build. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Have some, you know, something you can be really proud of. Absolutely. Yeah. Can change a lot of lives in the positive yeah. way. So, Chauncey, really I know cool. yeah, you've got. Well, um, I'll tell you right now, um, God made cannabis and there's many, that's probably the, one of the only things, if it grows out of the earth, you know, you know what I mean? Yes. And not made in some lab. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not a big smoker. Uh, cause it, it just flips my brain around and I feel uncomfortable, but my wife just smogs out. And she, <laughs> I love that you for know, her. You know, and, it, and, and it's around my kid. You know, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we try to open the window and whatnot, but mm-hmm. that's about it. You know, yeah. it's, uh, but there's so many more poor things that you could be doing. 100%. So I like to keep it, keep it close to mother nature. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I feel yeah. like patient, I mean, how, even how both of you guys are doing it, it's very different, but I feel like the openness of even just having the conversation of knowing what it is, like mm. this is a plant and it's healing people. And mm. this is what I do Absolutely. that opens. And I mean, I feel like we've seen this with a lot of parents mm-hmm. that opens up so many other avenues in the future in the best way. Like, just that trust and that openness with your parents and especially in today's world because it's so crazy and so mm-hmm. much is going around that like mm-hmm. is laced with whatever. That's so important to be able to create that avenue at such a young age with their with your children. And like I commend you both for that because that's really – I love when hearing when parents do that because obviously we're not parents. But it's just really cool to see that like you guys are – you guys literally are – breaking the stigma with your kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like being well, true to what you believe in yeah. and letting that shine through. And not only that, but I think it is, uh, if, if you hide this from your kid, you know, if you, if you hide things from your children, they're only going to want to be like, you know, what, what is that about? And they're going to yeah. do it behind your back and they're not going to yeah. know what's going yeah. mm-hmm. on. And you can't, you can't kind of bring them up in it, you know? So yeah. it's, it's almost essential to teach your children well mm-hmm. and, and show them what, what you do and how you do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just think it's very no, that's important I, I agree to with let, that. Them, let them see what you're doing yeah. and not hide it from them. Yeah. I think it backfires if you don't. I yeah. agree. Yeah, that's good. So what brought you guys together on this journey initially? I know you love. guys said <laughs> love. You guys had a relationship or, like, knew each other from the past. But, like, what made you guys want to, like, you know, group Work together? as a team. So, you know, Thomas and I have known each other forever. So how have you guys known each other? Forever? I don't know why I keep saying that. I've known him since he was a baby. I mean, yeah, forever we've known each other. Correct. Literally. <laughs> I mean, Correct. Thomas and I are brothers, so yeah, I've known, I've, I've known him forever. <laughs> My entire life, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite a bit older than Reed, though. You know, so Thomas is, what, is he five he's, years older? No, he's two years older. Oh, is that me. it? Okay, so I'm like. 50 years older. You okay, know. wait, I think I'm just putting this together, but you guys are brothers. Thomas Thomas, Thomas and myself are brothers. You two are brothers, yeah. and you are not brother, but how do you guys know each other? Our families go back. Okay, that's oh, yeah. what I was trying yeah. to get at. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Way, way back. That's yeah. dope. Oh, yeah. We're Chauncey, all from Paul's Valley. And Chauncey so. and I lived together at one mm-hmm. point. In college. And then, well, which you were is in where college, I met I Chauncey the yeah. first time. Okay. In Norman. At a Bedlam game. At a Bedlam game, yeah. And Chauncey and I had sat, like, everybody had left, and he and I were talking. Uh-huh probably something of Greek or 
Latin mythology, some random <laughs> conversation. I remember sitting there and you, you just had I some not random conversation it. over something. <laughs> yeah. it was like, Greek or Latin mythology. <laughs> hey. Does that sound about right? Just me speaking tongues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was boozed out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just remember yeah. having, it was, the conversation stood out to me yeah. for some reason. But then when, you know, we uh, had our first meeting with, you know, an attorney and, and we were getting everything set up and Chauncey said, and I was like, oh, I know you. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then Reed and I are uh, college buddies. We okay. met in Stillwater many years ago. That's We've cool. We've always been friends and kept mm-hmm. in touch. And, and then us- our backgrounds, like, you know, my background's construction. So being able to, you know, and then yeah. knowing that Thomas could grow plants. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, why faith not? In that. And then Chauncey's background, you know, science and biology and. Mm. Yeah. The soil, yeah. insects. I mean, it's it's just we all kind of had our pieces. Niche. Yeah, and wow. It just came together and kind of been trucking since. That's dope. I love. Yeah, it, it would take an amazing one one person that gets into this business. That would take an amazing mind to do to do that to yeah. get a, a company together yeah. and build that. And and some people are out there doing that, which my hats off to them. And that, that's an amazing thing because you know I thought, yeah, we'll just grow some weed. It's no big deal. You know, and then I, you know, Joe comes into the picture and takes over the finances and it just blows your mind what is, you know, the the financial side. Read, I mean, everything he does, he's just like on his phone all the time, you know, checking his email. I just yeah. can't imagine that. You know, it takes a, it takes a village to do this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, like an intentional and mindful yes, village. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like you guys, everyone brings something really good Truthfully. to the table. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's really important. Yeah, the morning after when 788 passed, like 730, I get a text from Reed. I'll never, I was sitting there, you know, <laughs> shaving, getting ready to go to work. And, you know, Reed's like, 788 passed, you know, the green rush is here. Are you ready? Dope. That's dope. That's dope. That gave me chills. Let's do it. I mean, really, like that to, to to get know that you got that text and to see how far you guys have come, not yeah. only with yeah. your craft, but with within it. the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys you guys did that. Like yeah, you guys all did that. Through. Yeah. I, I was like, I'll call you in twenty. And we just started talking. <laughs> and then he was talking about these brothers in Paul's Valley that I had no that's idea. So cool. He was like, yeah. just she's like, trust me, you know, Thomas Trust is me. the smartest <laughs> person and he can grow weed. Mm. And, I knew it. And, yeah, and so, <laughs> just uh, knew it. I knew He's a visionary. It, it is. No. That's what a CEO really? is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, oh, yeah. you know, and it's like you think about, um, you know, like a Venn diagram of the. There's like the, you know, the three circles and the cross point in the middle, and it's mm-hmm. got like, you know, I think about Thomas a lot in this. Things you're passionate about, things you're good at, and things you can have an income doing. Yeah. And there's that spot where they all overlap, mm-hmm. and it's like. Growing cannabis for him yeah. is that. And then, wow. you know, for us to just, you know, be part of that mm-hmm. and, you know, like we, you know, surround him with resources mm-hmm. and, you know, like focus on the plants. Yeah. We want to take care yeah. of everything yes. else. Yeah. Like do the magic that's yeah. in you. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it shows though, like consistency. We talk yeah. about consistency all the time and that is one thing that's very hard to find in this market, especially when it comes to flower is the consistency of it. And like, obviously we know that from drop to drop, it's going to vary because it's, it's it's a whole new plant, essentially, even though it's the same strain, it's a whole new baby. But the consistency of even within that, I feel like that's very hard to do. And that's something we've heard, I mean, not just from our own experience, but from multitudes of people. And obviously we see all of our social media is you guys do that. And that's admirable. That's really fucking yeah, cool that you, you guys so do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we're going for exactly. Right yeah, now. absolutely. And it shows. So that actually goes right into my next question. Um, <laughs> what... 
was your vision behind growing cannabis for the state of Oklahoma and the qualities and standards that you guys have set and wanted to bring? Simple. It was clean, the cleanest cannabis that we could bring, uh, the best looking, the, you know, the best genetics and done the right way. I mean, that, that's what we rallied around at the very beginning was the cleanest cannabis that we could smoke. You know, we don't, we wanted, uh, we wanted everybody to be able to trust that whatever you're bringing into your body has grown nothing but mother nature, mother, we just take mother nature, we jam her into the plant and that's, that was it. Yeah. That was it. That's dope. I think, I mean, that's me speaking, but. Oh, I I mean, that, that was something that was without a doubt from moment one, we were all on the same page on that. This wasn't to just create an assembly line of cannabis and put it into something and whatever happens. This was build something you can be proud of Mm -hmm. and stand behind it. And, you know, and that, so consistency and, and, you know, but consistency is hard, you know, there's so many variables that go into, you know, things happen, AC units go down, you know, Ice storms hit. Yes, you know, just yeah. things happen um, that you know. It's so it's it's really built, and I think that's what our team has. We just it, it works well. Not just us; it's our, the, the whole group, everybody mm-hmm. on our team. It's not just the four of us. It's we have so many key members right. that do so many different things. Yeah, but it's you know building that you know organization that you can be proud of that you have people that know what they're doing, they know their role, and that lends itself to doing what we have to do, which is provide quality, clean medicine. It's, and there's so many steps and repeatable processes and refining Mm. it and getting it better and better. You know, I remember our first harvest took what, 14 hours, you know, we were just dead tired after now we can cut a room and like, Three and a half, four hours. That's cr- isn't that's that crazy? Cool. That's yeah. cool. The bonding, yeah, yeah it's just, you guys and it's have straight, <laughs> and the flow, you know, probably. You know, you know there's yeah. no, you don't even have to really talk. Yeah, when you're just moving. Yeah, yeah. and it's really fun, and it's fun to watch. And yeah. See that. yeah, that'd be cool to do like um, a time lapse on it. Yeah, you guys should do that one day. That would be yeah. really cool to we see. Have, oh yeah, oh do you? Medicated Okies. Oh wow! Shout out to Medicated Okies. They do great work. You've seen all their stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do great work. Great work. Yeah, repost it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it was on the account that got shut down. Uh, man, Instagram. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't exactly. even get me started on that. I know. We yeah. literally go off. It's like we just want to grow. I know. Grow like we just want to show really what we do. Instagram. What's yeah. the issue? I'm not trying to sell pounds via DMs. Uh, Reed feels our pain. Yes. Okay, so something as growers, what is something that you guys wish people could specifically patients know and could take take ownership in whenever it comes to flower and growers and like what they're looking for? Like what do you feel like as a patient like I should take ownership in whenever I'm looking out for like where I want to get my flower? Quality or just like well, something that you're like, damn, I wish they would know that and yeah, quit just like, like going I, out and buying stuff. From a stuff. grower's perspective, who's from making a clean medicine, yeah. Like yeah. what's something you're just like, I wish the patients could understand this or yeah. like do this right. more so they could, right. you know, blah, 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 get the best. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the thing that, because you can mask it up, you can grow hydroponic cannabis, right? And these are grown with salts, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a very laboratory environment uh, where, there's nothing – so in the soil, you have all these microorganisms that, that thrive. And this is how Mother Nature's done it for millions of years, okay? So nowadays, we've figured out that it's so much easier just to put everything on pumps. And we have these rock wool cubes that are inert, and they have nothing in it. And we just throw these salts in there, and the plants can just soak it up. But 
that's not where the goodness comes from, right? The goodness comes from what is in the soil, all the, you know, the, the organic matter that's in the soil that all these microbes break down for the plant to eat. I mean, the plant sticks your roots down there. It's like your intestines, you know. The, the intestines of us are like the roots for a plant. They stick these roots down into the, into the soil. These microorganisms break everything down for them, and they're able to soak this stuff up. Well, if you're only getting these salts that are just laboratory grade, I mean, you're not getting what, what is out there in the, in yeah. the world, right? And mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's completely different when you have something that's grown in a lab and something that's grown out in the field, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what we try to replicate. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's yeah, what I, I say that. to look for. So yeah. you need to know your grower. You mm-hmm. need to know how they grow and what they're doing. And that'd be the first thing I would yeah. want to get into. Because it's you can't really tell by the looks, you know. Right. I mean, you can, but uh, and the smells and yeah. stuff. It like can that all look really pretty, sure. Like, you know, yeah. doesn't matter how mm-hmm. you grow mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know. But yeah. you got to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. No, that's solid advice, though. I yeah. mean, those are good reminders mm. for mm. yeah. And yeah. things people yeah, don't yeah. genuinely know to look for because cannabis can be overwhelming, sure. especially yeah. sometimes no in Oklahoma clue. because you know dispensaries. Yeah, no shade, but they can just. Not all of them Mm -hmm. are great, you know? And the education aspect is huge. Mm -hmm. It's very big. Yeah. So in regards to figuring out strains, what was that process like in what you guys wanted to provide to patients and what strains you guys wanted to bring out to this world? Man, I wish Tommy was here. I know. Tommy, if you're listening to this, we need to do a one-off with you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get him one of these days. Yeah, one of these days we'll nab him. But, Um, man, uh, I mean, I don't want to just be sitting over here talking and whatnot because uh, we we go through a rigorous, you know, we pop seeds all the time. Uh, you don't going on these pheno hunts. It's mm-hmm. the most fun thing you can do in in the flower room, right? Yeah. These pheno hunts. It's like uh, opening up card packs of of baseball cards and finding that rookie. You know, you're looking mm. for the unicorns, yeah. right? These seeds that are just unicorns, and it's so much fun. But uh, when it comes to because I'm not a big smoker. These guys are the ones that really are, are down in the in the, in the in the trenches, you know, like <laughs> smoking it and uh, looking at it and everything like that. Yeah. So I'll let these guys take That's over. That's so that. cool. I mean, we're looking at different profiles, like what's selling, you know, at the retail spots, what's selling wholesale, what we like, um, you know. And there are things that you know Thomas and I have been wrong about on strains, where you know we're like really juiced on them and. You try to sell them wholesale and, you know, retail and they don't move. So, yeah. you know, trying to figure out what we need to grow in the garden, mm-hmm. it's going to like hit in a lot of different areas. So that's, it's a challenge. Yeah. We're definitely not perfect at it, but we're starting to kind of hit on a little bit. Oh, you guys are good. More of those. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Well, and, you know, if you think about, you know, how the, the pheno hunt cycle, you know, to actually have, find the unicorn and then be able to have a, a viable amount to go to market with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, you know, can be nine, 12 months of planning mm-hmm. to get there. And so you're almost having to predict what is the market going to receive in 12 mm-hmm. months? Yeah. Or will somebody else come out with something similar? You know, so, right. uh, so I think that that's a really interesting part of the industry too, of this forward thinking. Yeah. But for us, it's just, well, let's just try to pop as many as we can. We were just with, like, one of the better-known hash makers yesterday kind of talking about, like, future genetics that, 
you know, we want to run and, like, mm-hmm. profiles that we're looking for. Like, we're flower group, but, like, we still kind of want to pay attention to the hash market. So we're talking. hash girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we're, like, trying to, like, talking to him about what, you know, what are the profiles? Because we need to be thinking about it now, that like, yeah. which is probably going to be, like, six, nine, 12 months before mm-hmm. it actually, like, hits the shelf. Yeah. And that's the other thing about, you know, Matt and Tommy is – like, we've run strains three, four times before we've actually let them, like, go out on the market. Like, most people are, you know, wow. like, running them once, yeah. twice, maybe pushing it out. Like, if it's not, like, up to their standards, like, we're not putting it on the shelf. So, that's been another thing, like, from a consistency standpoint from the brand is, like, we're not going to put anything out that's subpar. Um, definitely definitely uh, not. We've... We've done some crazy things with products that people yeah. are like, oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, yeah. N- if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's really important for people to hear because yes. they go to your dispensaries, they smoke your flower, but they don't know you guys. And so the fact that we're having you guys on and to hear them not only say that, but say such great things about one another and like that, I mean, that speaks volumes. That really says a lot about your team and the dynamic you guys have as a company and that translates into patience. It like 100% yes. does because every time I go into your dispensary and we'll get to that, it's, I always leave with, I've never left there with a negative like experience and I'm always taught something when I'm there or if I have a question, I'm genuinely given that proper answer. And if somebody can't answer it, they're like, hold on, let me go grab somebody. Mm-hmm. They'll go yeah. find somebody. Yeah. Whereas the only time I experienced that in another dispensary was when I was working at the dispensary and I was the manager. And that's, it's cool because it's so needed and to hear you guys, you know, speak about one another, your crafts, what you do, what you guys have built. It's cool for patients to hear because this will translate into them and make them appreciate what you guys do mm-hmm. and the things you grow so much more. So yeah, kudos. Thank, you. thank yeah. you so much. That's awesome. Yeah, those guys at Mosaic, they're rock stars. Yeah, they are. They, they they have so much knowledge. They oh they do, and I love that about them. Yes. So growing cannabis, we've learned is constant innovation with your flower learning, growing together. How do you guys grow with that innovation and challenge one another as a team when things maybe sometimes feel stagnant a little bit? If they ever feel stagnant? Nothing feels stagnant in this <laughs> business ever. Yeah. Like there are hits coming all the time. Yeah, from a lot of different angles, especially when you're at retail and grow. But we're lucky; like we have a really good like team and support system. Like you know, with Thomas and and Matt at the facility, Um, but then you know other pieces around, and especially at Mosaic. So like, we're very fortunate with like the team that we have, so that we can like kind of keep it. Yeah, but it. It's definitely not a stagnant business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, communication is number one for us. You know, we're all in three different locations each day. You know, there it's rare where, you know, I may talk to Reed two hours throughout the day, but yeah. it's always on the phone or over text or yeah. you know, on the go. somewhere, mm-hmm. emails. And, you know, with, you know, Tommy and Chauncey at the facility, that's their, you know, where they're living and breathing is down there. I'm in Oklahoma City, you know, at, you know, at Mosaic and up here. And so which we've had to learn and we've learned different ways, yes. you know, we have to communicate. Communication right. is what, cha- you know, there's four of us. We have four opinions. We get along. We also respect each other's opinions and we, Very important. And we have, yeah. you know, ability where we all know our lane of like, what's something I can decide versus what do I need to get the group to decide. That's know, a nice groove to have, yeah. to be able to 
know that. I feel like. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's what's made us work so well. Yeah. Um, a lot of groups, you get four people, but you're going to break up quick. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, everyone just, wants an opinion. And it's cool that, like, if Chauncey's doing something, you guys are like, out of mind, out of sight. If he's something important, he'll communicate it. Yep. But otherwise, like him and Tommy have got it. Got I don't it. have. We don't have to yeah. mess with it. Like yeah. that's so important to know. There, there's that. so many small moving things in all. Oh, yeah. in all sides of this. Sure, the financial mm-hmm. side. Yeah. What Reed does on the CEO yeah. side. You know, it's stuff that we don't even. I don't want to hear about it. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just overwhelming. As soon as they start talking, you're like, stop. About, let's not worry about all of the things. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to take my share of the list of yes. worries. Yeah. Chauncey has yes. his. Unless it's focus. like a real problem. Big, yeah. yeah. Don't Big hit problem. Tommy and yeah. Matt up yeah. about anything. That's good, though. And yeah. that goes back to like the we respect thing. Them. Yeah. You know, really. Like, you're you're the reason why we have this business. Yeah. <laughs> so focus on the Yeah. Plan. And it's boundaries. It's cool that you guys respect each other's boundaries, but you've already set them for one another. Like, hey, I know you're doing this, so I'm not going to overwhelm you. I'm mm-hmm. setting this boundary for us, so that way yeah. I only cross it when it's necessary. Yeah. Just let me yeah. know when you need me. Yes. Well, and we're a little bit older as well, you know. Yeah. We have some professional experience, and right. you know, Matt has like a you know long career of different skill sets, yeah. and you know, Thomas does, and Joe. You know, mm-hmm. we all do from a professional standpoint. So yeah, like. Yes, we get along as friends mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. have different skills, but like we also have like a diverse background. Yeah. Of, you know, being able to put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's that. cool. And perspective. You yeah. Know, it brings where, you know, we'll all see things from a different lens mm-hmm, right. and we'll go, huh, I haven't thought about it that way. It makes I love a lot perspective. of sense. Yeah. 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 And your admitting you're wrong, I think that's the thing too. That's yeah. a huge thing. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on yeah. it. It's humbling. It is. It's, yeah. It's very humbling. We get humbled every day. Yes. This industry, it humbles you. Yeah, I would agree. So flipping the script to the dispensary front, if you guys haven't checked out Mosaic Dispensary in Oklahoma City, we highly recommend it. If you get the chance, the education piece is so vital to the success of their dispensary. And as a patient, we've never been let down by their team. Can you tell us a little bit about the vision of creating the dispensary and like what inspired it? Because it's like very visual and I love that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it... We wanted to make something different than what most people are used to. If you go to Colorado or California, you know, and a lot of, I think Oklahomans, Colorado was the experience they had of, of dispensaries. For and, sure, and yeah. you know, a lot of them just the, you know, you feel like it's an exchange. Some of them you feel like you're doing a drug deal, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to be the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. We're a place where people walk in, you feel safe, mm-hmm. you feel welcome. Uh, you, it's, inviting mm-hmm. and, and, but also where, you know, so you know that people are going to walk out of there hopefully with that same feeling. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, we get that done where, you know, you leave satisfied, you've mm-hmm. learned something. Mm-hmm. And so, but the visual effect too was, you know, we also all are Oklahomans. We wanted to support the local community. So we, you know, had a team of artists that came in and worked on mosaic, you know, the front mural, the terpene wall, the walk-up window, mm-hmm. And, and out throughout it, you know, we've mm-hmm. got this, you know, the feel of Oklahoma City, you know, who who's creating the art here. And so we wanted to make kind of that immersive, you know, kind right. of art experience as well. So uh, it almost turned into like an art gallery, you know, when we kind of looked at it. Now I look at it now and we still have bare spaces. Like, let's put some more mm-hmm. cool pieces yeah. up to support the community. And then, but the star is the cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's resonant flower. It's what Tommy and Chauncey grow. That is the star of the show. And so we wanted to make a place to feature that's we're so, so cool. proud. Yeah. Yeah. And well so, said. you know, well lit up display cases, mm-hmm. the, it sparkles, it shines, uh, you know, smiling faces behind the counter who, mm-hmm. who know our, our patients. It's, it's amazing to see how many, 
you know, we're now at a point where we see a lot of just the repeat customers. Yeah. The loyal ones. Yeah. That's, there's, there's a very rewarding feeling in that. Absolutely. And thank so every rewarding. one of them. Yeah. And all the industry fault. Yeah. Yeah. When they're mm-hmm. all coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's good. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, that's really that's the, real. Mean. Yeah. That's, that's real. So as I said above, and this kind of segues from what you said, you guys have an amazing team, which is a big deal because it makes the patient experience everything. What goes into the hiring process of your team and finding the perfect fit to serve your patients and keep your vision in mind? Uh, yeah. So, you know, team-wise, we had, when we bring somebody on, we, we, we want to look at them more of not just if you're applying for, as a bud tender or a trimmer or you know garden hand, what skills do you have outside of being able to be a bud tender, you know? Um, you know, we have team members who ha- are now, you know, started as bud tenders and now, you know, lead graphic social content and do an amazing job at that. You know, others that now are doing patient education work or writing blogs. And so we, we won't look at it and go, what else do you want to do yeah. where we can't do it all? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do it all. Yeah. I'm not good. If I, you know, I just can't do it all. And, I, and, and so that's where, and, and Reed can't. So we want to create a place where people go, this is a career path for me, where I can join Resident, mm-hmm. I can join Mosaic and grow with this company. You know, we're not planning to stop anytime soon. Yeah. And so, and so it's not, you know, we like cannabis industry experience or just familiarity with cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's not a requirement that you, you know, consume, you know, but it also makes sense that you do because yeah. you, you need to kind of have some expertise with yeah, that. For sure. Um, but, you know, I look at some of our team that, you know, um, you know, we're, they're like, you know, hash experts. And that was never yeah. our real background. Like, you know, where we were flower people. And right. so that's where we've had to learn, you know, that, cause that's a very important part of Mosaic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bring in more and more good hash makers. And then growing up, you know, in a small town in Paul's Valley at resident, like a lot of it is people that like we've grown up with. Yeah. And so when you have that trust factor mm-hmm. yes. and that work ethic of like just good old like farm boys. Like all town boys. people. Yeah. yeah. They work harder. That like kind of set a tone with resident early because they saw all of us mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. basically working like eight months, like seven days a week at all hours sweating, bleeding. Right, like, all the tears. It was, it, oh, it was it was pretty rough getting getting going. Yeah. Seeing the light at and the And that's end of the why tunnel. we're, like, so mm-hmm. much, like, closer as yeah. well now. Yeah. Where we've been through, like, when things were not good. Yeah. The darkest <laughs> yeah. moments. Yeah. 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 And then being able to, like, yeah. handle the success. But Those then dark also, moments like, sharpen the sword right there. Absolutely. They sure do. Yeah. But 100%. then still, like, yeah. grinding every day. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, we were there at the facility, like, early this morning because we love it. Like, where <laughs> else would we rather be on a where? Saturday yes. morning together, like, drinking mm. coffee, looking at plants? So, <laughs> I mean, really, though, what a no. way to start your morning. Oh, it's 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 the I mean, best one of the best yeah I, I, like what <laughs> I really though every time Brie and I walk into a, a grow we're like holy shit I could do this every day like the people that get to do this every day mm-hmm. it's a, such a blessing it is a blessing like it's, the smell is it's almost shameful there's not a smell in the whole world like it, it really is yeah. you should be ashamed yeah I know it and I mean like going and watering my wife's always coming like does it take you that long I'm like yes Today's going to be a long day. I won't be home for 10 hours, okay? <laughs> but I promise I'll bring you wheat, so it'll be good. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay, so aside from, like, the flower part of things, what do you guys, how do you guys have the process of, like, selecting the products that you have in your store? 
You know, because I know you guys like hold a high standard. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I would probably defer to some of our team members to how yeah. this question gets answered because they're on the front lines of really screening it. But it's true. we, we want to see, you know, is it first we like to support Oklahoma brands. Mm-hmm. So is it an Oklahoma group that is behind this? Yeah. And, you know, are they up and coming? What, and, but what is their process? You know, if it's another grow, how do they grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have the standards there, but there's a lot of great Oklahoma growers too. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not just us, and and there's so many others that we want to support and yeah. see them, you know, continue to grow their companies right. and, and have innovation and whatnot. Um, but then on you know like you know edible side and whatnot, we like to just have more full spectrum, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that are going to be quality, you know, products a little bit higher, you know. Um, consistency yeah. and whatnot and, and so on, but also listen to what our patients are asking for. That, a lot of times that's where it. we go, hey, we've had five people ask about this. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look into that. And then two weeks later, it's on the shelves. Yeah. The patients kind of run the show, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, if we hear enough questions, yeah. then we're going to take a look at the product. But then we've also have like intake forms. Oh, cool. That have questions. Oh, okay, nice. Like, yes. You know. Important. Important. Mm-hmm. Really. Well, if they say they like spray something yeah. bad then yeah they're checked off the list yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they weed themselves out yeah absolutely yeah like we yeah. said earlier <laughs> well and it's yeah. you know and that's something that you know has been a learning experience too mm-hmm. with the dispensary is you get a lot of you know vendor relationships yes. where at resident we understood we were on the other side of the transaction yes as a vendor which I, I think we've learned a lot of lessons there too. Go, huh, mm-hmm. we can do things a little bit better on that mm-hmm. side of how can we better support our dispensary customers and other markets yeah. and, and the, those that have been loyal to us and we want to continue to work with. Um, but on the Mosaic side, you know, you get a lot of vendors. There's a lot of companies out there, a lot of brands, and they're trying right. to get on shelves. And so we had to somewhat streamline it of this is the starting point is mm-hmm. intake and then we'll, we'll let, you know, if we'll set up a meeting if yeah. we want to. Yeah, but I, like I know that. we get a lot of pop-ins that, that come by. and I was about to lose my mind with all the views <laughs> and, and Yeah, honestly, it's, they get bad. It's like there's 8,000 of you. Like, we can't work uh, with all of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. I'll, I'll say like, it for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love you all and love what you're doing. Yeah. But- it, no, it, 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 we're gonna pick and choose. It gets yeah, very over. It does get overwhelming. Because then, like, how yeah. do you stand out if you don't do that? Yes. Like, that's, that's what it. you know. Yeah. Corporate, yeah. what we were talking yeah, about. Sure. Like, yeah. you might see corporate doing that. People yeah. who will throw the money and don't care mm-hmm. about the end result. Well, and, uh, you know, an earlier question you had too about the kind of the thought behind Mosaic. Just overall, mm-hmm. one thing I left off was I, I just kind of thought about all the bad experiences I had in a dispensary. Before that, yeah. not just, you know, here or other states, you know, as we were kind of doing market research and whatnot, I go, okay, how do we not do that? Yeah. And a lot of things for me where I get that analysis paralysis when I go into stores, there's so many things to look at and choose from. You go, I'm not choosing anything. Yeah. Because I can't make a decision because there's 12,000 different items in here to look at. Or you just like pick at it and you're like, yeah. Yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have no so, idea what it is because the bartender has no idea what it is. They're like, right. oh, yeah, I've, I've heard that's good, I think. Somebody bought some earlier, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, so that's where Mosaic, we wanted to try to have more of a guided experience where you kind of walk in and you can see the flower and make it real easy, but not have so many different. And no options. matter what you pick, it's going to be good. It'll be good. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. You know, that's cool. We you to can't be go intentional. Wrong. It's important to be intentional. So as people who work in the industry that make a lot happen for patients on the back end, um, since, you know, people don't really get to know you or see you, has there been like an aha moment that has stood with you? Like, 
as a constant reminder of why you're doing what you're doing that you've seen, whether being at the dispensary, maybe being behind the counter and you've seen a patient tell yeah. her stories or just something that you're like, holy shit, this is exactly why I'm doing what we're doing and I'm never stopping. You know, it, it sometimes can be things that come to mind on that question are messages we'll get on email or, or Instagram um, from people that just say, you know, thank you for helping me sleep last night. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I just, have, right. you know, I, I never get to sleep and I smoked, you know, one of your strains yeah. and, and I slept yeah. last night. It's like, okay, well, we made a difference in that person's right. life. Yeah. This strain worked for me. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. you know, for the consistency, you know, harvest over harvest mm-hmm. where they can go to their trusted mm-hmm. dispensary, yeah. get this same effect consistently yes. over and over. I mean, that's kind of like. I mean, that's what we are at Resonant, yeah. and, like, we want to have at Mosaic as well, where the patient can, like, have a consistent experience. Yeah, that's important. And we have, you know, at Mosaic, I, I can think of several patients who come in, you know, weekly who are battling cancer or fighting some other, you know, really um, terrible disease and it's the relief for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's where, you know, that, that part, you see that and you go, this is not just you know, stoner culture we're talking yeah, about. This yeah. is people's lives. And yes. and they may not have much left of it. And yeah. so let's try to make these last times where they can yeah, feel good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and just to tag onto that, uh, Tommy and I, we have a restaurant that, you know, a lot of people come into it in, in Paul's Valley. And there's a few of those guys that come in, uh, two guys and one lady. One of them has PTSD and the other one has uh, multiple sclerosis and some other uh, problems and when when they smoke our weed they said that there's you know there's just nothing like it there's nothing that allows me to sleep at night like mm-hmm. this I can actually sleep through the night you know when, and these are the things I mean I think that's the question that you're yeah. asking is and and who knows how many of how many of those people that that this is happening and we just don't even hear about yeah. it. You know what I mean? I mean, these are just the people that we hear at our restaurant. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so many more. It's a too, beautiful sure. thing. And it it's, really is. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad that we are there to, to do something like that. It's yeah. cool. Cause like, we're like, well, not we, but like you guys are like doctors and pharmacists without being doctors and pharmacists. Cause you're healing people in such a not with herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that, if you really put it into perspective, because when I was a bud tender at the dispensary, people would come in with like their kids would have seizures, but they also can't have gelatin. And so then it's like mm-hmm. going through your catalog of, okay, this, 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 cross this yeah, off, sure. cross this off, this yeah. is for you. And then I would like within less than five seconds, I would go through, you know, my flow of questions like, okay, what are we looking for? What's the dosage? Do you know the dosage? You know, just mm-hmm. kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, within five seconds, recommending a product and them being like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. How did I do that? You know? And it's cool. What is that? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. It just grows out of the ground. Yeah. Unbelievable. How does that It's so simple. (laughs) So simple. Oh, it's so simple, man. (laughs) So as an industry, like in Oklahoma and as with the community, is there something that you guys feel like we could all work on like collectively together? Like as a cannabis industry in Oklahoma? Anything that stands out? Yeah, I'm trying to think where to start. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. That's, a, listen, that's a fair answer. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I think that um, the, you know, and, and I, I think we're, you know, I, I, I point my fingers at myself on this. Of There's not, at least what we can as a company, I think there's more of like, how do we get involved with the outreach with the people that are, you know, we're, 
laws are going to start getting made. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that we as an industry need a, a better unified voice of yeah. what's important to the industry. Yeah. You know, unfortunately we're all going to have conflicting interests on, mm-hmm. you know, what's best for one company may not be best for us and so on. But there's some things that I think are, are big ticket items that we need to really understand where we're going. I think that, you know, there, there is a challenge with regulations right now where we've got so much because of the accessibility of licensing the ease of getting licensing. I think there's certain things that could be touched on there to somewhat allow the, the, um, you know, the negative headlines to start to get depressed about, you know, legal activity and product going out across state lines and the strain it's putting on, you know, rural communities for pollution, um, waste. I mean, there's, you know, Paul's Valley, which is where I do not live, but I feel it's like a second home to me. Yeah. Now. It's rooted in you from you all know, the other boys. Yeah. County home, is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, battles that the county has to fight of like, mm-hmm. you know, septic issues and things that these grows have mm-hmm. created. And that needs to be addressed. I mean, we're yeah. Oklahomans. This is where, you know, my grandkids mm-hmm. are going to live in the state someday. Yeah. yeah. So we, we as an industry need to to look at how do we unify our voice on that. And and it's not corporate versus craft or any of this. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. We're all in the same thing because we, you could have a few laws get passed and all of a sudden Everyone's it could be a screwed. completely different yeah. story. It's very true. And, and I know, you know, I, we've been so focused on the, you know, our nose to the grindstone right. mm-hmm. that we haven't really paid it. You know, I don't think paid attention is the right word, but been incredibly involved, but we need to step up more and mm-hmm. be just yeah. involved in the conversation. You know, it's going to take a whole group to do that. Yeah. Well, and the fact that you know there are things that are harmfully like sprayed, and then that's getting into our farmland. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Getting into our rivers and streams. So, from an environmental perspective, like as an Oklahoman, like Mm -hmm. I would like to see a little bit more. um, Yes. In that area. That's That's cool to hear you guys say that. that. We've literally never heard that, and I don't think. I mean, obviously, we're not on that side, so we don't see what all happens in all these different places and how it affects the environment. But I think that's important for people to know because people, cannabis is clean, but not everyone is necessarily doing it clean and it's harming other places of our land and what we have, I mean, what y'all have fought so hard to do and, you know, build and create. Mm. And they can get up and go to another state. Yes, they sure can. You know. Yeah, really, though. And, and you know, it's a... A little bit like some of the old abandoned like oil sites. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like that was harmful for our land, mm-hmm. and they, you know, figured out a way to remediate some of that. Yeah. yeah. So we should know, be doing the same. We need to kind of be thinking about mm-hmm. that. Of like, if people yeah. are coming in and putting in the, these facilities and dumping septic and like some of this pesticide mm-hmm. stuff, like that's an issue. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I, I don't know, a month or so ago, Reed and I were doing some loops, more kind of rural around the state of, mm-hmm. you know, um, visiting some customers. And I can't remember, I think we were around the Enid area. And there was just this site of just, you know, destructed greenhouses that there was no, that nobody was paying, you know, it was, they were done. But mm-hmm. it was just sitting there. And you go, that is an eyesore and that's a problem. Yeah. How many more of those are happening across the state that we don't see? Cause it's just somewhere. Right. And, yeah. and that, you know, like, so, you know, that, like what Reed was talking about, the Oklahoma energy resource board that came in, I think the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. you may remember those commercials, you know, that they had, that was because of all these abandoned oil sites from when the crash happened in the eighties and they, everybody walked away. Well, there's no regulation to actually remediate the land. 
well, what does that look like in 15 years for cannabis mm-hmm. in Oklahoma? Yeah. Because we've had this boom. We're probably mm-hmm. going through some bust for, for many mm-hmm. because they're picking up and leaving or, or, and then there's no cleanup of it. Well, you know, so who's going to pay for that? And who's going to be held responsible? Yeah. Is it, you know, taxpayers? Is yeah. it the industry? Is it going to be more tax revenue on us? You know, how do we actually have to Make address this? Yeah. yeah. So, that's good. I mean, we are talking about it on this podcast right now, so that's cool that like yeah. you even like open up that for people to listen to and, and open like, their minds their too. Because sometimes people, it, like you, you said, know? are so nose to the grindstone that they don't they don't think about it. Because yeah. again, perspective. Sometimes they may not have people to shift that perspective, and that's why we're doing this so yeah, that absolutely. people can share but as a their cannabis yeah. as a whole. Like those are the things. Like if you really truly care about you know yeah. what you're doing, and mm-hmm. it's not just about like the money and what the career you're in. Like you do need to have a broader perspective sure. and look mm-hmm. at other things too. Yeah, because it, you're you're contributing. You're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. a positive impact. Yes, yeah. positive impact. There you go, Reed. So what can people expect from you guys this year? Is there anything patients can look forward to? we got lots and lots of new strains. Ooh. <laughs> That's always so that. fun. Yeah, that's always so fun. <laughs> I love getting my text from Mosaic saying, look at your, your like, you know, the text that you guys uh-huh. send out, how, like, uh-huh. I'm the first one to see the strains. And I'm always like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. So as a patient, I love it. It makes me feel really special, even though I know that a lot of patients get it, but still. You are special. I am special. Thank you. I am special. I love it. Yeah, I think that, um, like Chauncey said, you know, more different lineup. We want to continue to, um, you know, diversify the different products that, you know, are coming out. So, yeah, yeah, we've got got a lot of fun things happening. Cool. We've got a couple collaborations coming out with, like, Dope. Two really nice hash makers. And Say no more. Like, yeah. Just tell me when and where I can. March, well, I know where April, I can pick it up. Just tell me when I can pick it up. Say no you'll, more. You'll get a, t- a special text. Yeah. I'll know, Brandon, before you, maybe. I know. I know. You're not on there? I'm not. I'm what? not. I know. I, every time we go to the dispensary, we Brandon's always with me, but we just always buy under my name because yeah. it's just easier. And so at every, yeah. literally, this is not just I you guys. Roll. At any dispensary we go to, we always just buy under my name because I'm always like, points? So I'm like a point fiend. And I'm like, I like that. Okay. I am a point fiend. Way to work it. I won't yeah. lie. There's no shame in my game. And I'm like, I don't care. It's like charging just a rent. Exactly. <laughs> During my birthday, the amount of free shit that I get is wild. I could eat free for a whole month. <laughs> right? Okay, so we like to ask everyone this question, guys. What is a stigma you would like to see changed about cannabis? Like, just individually, something that, like, maybe makes your eyes roll. You're like, this has got to go. Yeah, uh, for me, it's that if if people know you consume, they think you're unproductive or a failure yeah. or yeah. sloppy. For yeah, sure. It's like I know a lot of highly productive, very, very successful people that I trust yeah. and admire and respect that right. consume cannabis yeah. a lot. Yeah, like you guys sitting in this room. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> really? What about you, Reed? Back Sorry. to the question. <laughs> what's, a, what's a stigma around cannabis that you like to see change? That you're just like, that's got to go. Uh, <laughs> can I talk about products? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, that revolves the stigma. Well, moon rocks. Oh, tell me. Okay, speak on that. This is probably going to get me in trouble. I just don't feel like... <laughs> like first off, what is a, a moon rock? Yeah, tell the people. It's like dumped in key for they'll put like other things around. Like is it like nuts. not... It's like not the greatest bud and then they just kind of like... 
dowsing oh. and dip it like and keep, right? Yeah. You know, it's like you're putting something yeah. around it because, yeah. like, if the product was good enough, it would be on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. See, you can moon rock yourself. You can just get your, your own keef and your own weed. Oh, and, just and then just, like, cover it up some in stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an interesting thing. Shut yeah. stuff. <laughs> sorry. The moon no, rock thing. No, don't like, be it's, sorry. It's, don't it's be such sorry. a weird thing. Like, I keep seeing it, and I'm like, I don't know if the product is. Yeah, Which yeah. One? You just haven't hopped on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. Honestly, are- on your, no, I haven't. It freaks uh-huh. me out. It really freaks me out because I was on the dispensary side and I've broken them open to see what's on the inside, and it really is. It freaks me out. I I don't do moon rocks either, so I agree with you. Well, there. I just like to be able to see like the bud as what it is, yeah. and like the way you know it yeah. looks and yes. how it's grown it's without being like, let me dig, get all this off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to yeah. see. And in like, my opinion, like you know. Our product, I don't want stuff on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we feel like it's good enough that you yeah. don't need to put any additives to yeah. it. Right. Yeah. It yeah. should, like, that's how it's it needs money. to be served. Yeah. Yeah. Money the way it is. <laughs> so yeah. cool. You all need to come down. You all need to come down and visit our. We would love uh, that. Yeah. We really would love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It would have be an a, honor. You could, you could have your uh, podcast there in the, in the, in the flower That'd room, cool. in the Zen oh. flower room. And then we'll catch that's Tommy. That's how you will get yeah. Tommy. That's, that's and then we'll get Tommy. Perfect. The chef is in the house. Probably not. Do you hear that? Probably not. He'll sneak out the door. Let's be real. Where'd he go? Out the back door. What about you? What would you say? Uh, stigma. Uh, that's what it was, right? Yes. Stigma. You like to see uh, I hate it that it's called a drug. I don't think it's, it is it is a drug. I think it's a food. I think it's a vegetable that you could eat without, you know, you have to carboxylate, decarboxylate to make the psychoactive, but the the nutrients that are in cannabis mm-hmm. are amazing. You can throw this in a salad. A it's shake, not going to get you smoothie, high. Yeah. It's a yeah. smoothie, uh-huh. you know. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. And I just hate that it's a... People are like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a drug. It's yeah, a drug. yeah. It's dope. It's like, yeah. do not He's compare it. Dope. Do not compare it to something <laughs> that is to that extreme. Yeah, right. really though. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I think this wraps up today's episode. Awesome. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we hop off? Thank just, you for having yeah, us. Thank you for yeah, having thank us. You, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is such a cool awesome. episode. Thank yeah. you guys Sorry so much. For how the struggles of getting scheduled. Too. Oh my gosh, no this <laughs> yeah. this made it worth okay. it. This really did. Yeah, this conversation yeah, really so. did make it worth Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for taking time yes. out of your busy of schedules to be here. And I think this wraps everything up, Sob. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Uh, the bidet in the bathroom was playing with it, and I squirted <laughs> the wall. <laughs> My bad. Noted. It's all good. Thanks, Sean. No big deal. Water won't dry. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for tuning into today's episode. And as always, Brand. Stay medicated. <laughs> I didn't want to leave that. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, 
and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.